0: Hello and welcome to another episode of African Jeopardy. My name is Ife and I'm recording from Creole.
1: Hi, hi everyone. Thanks for joining us. My name is Dehi and I'm the co-host of African Geoparty and I'm recording from Vancouver in BC, Canada.
0: Today, we're going to be talking about women in maritime towards an inclusive maritime sector in Africa and we have an amazing person to speak to us about this topic today.
1: I am so excited. Today we have Captain Londi Ngobo aka the Black Mermaid with us. Uh, Captain Londi is a ship navigator and Africa's first female dredge master who is passionate about unlocking Africa's ocean economy. She has over 13 years of experience in the maritime industry, which has equipped her with the ability to focus on providing sustainable tools for women to thrive in scarce skills. And her zest for life encourages the youth to think outside the box with her Forbes Women Africa piercing phrase. I didn't choose to be rose from Titanic. I chose to captain the Titanic and through her popular TEDx talk anchors away. No rest for the first. The, the, this black excellence award-winning woman in scarce skill is making waves on land. As a maritime advocate, director of World maritime experts and founders of Global Maritime Youth, and founder of Global Maritime Youth, all which has led her well-known title, the Black Mermaid. It's very exciting to have her with us today. Um, it's an honor as well. Welcome, Captain Lundy. Aloha. Aloha. Hey, ladies. Aloha
0: hi and and thank you and and so i it's, it's it's a big honor for us to have you here today and I think it's very important for our, for our audience to sort of make sense of why this topic is important to us and then we can go into um, discussing with you so first of all, globally women are underrepresented in the maritime sector and apart from the fisheries sector for example where they are contribution, especially in post-production, um, it's, it's highlighted or shown to be quite high. Their representation in all the sectors is very low, either because their, their role or their contribution is not recognized or because the environment is not conducive for, for, for women to feel safe to work in. Currently, women make up about 2% of the world's seafarers' workforce, this figure could be lower for maritime law enforcement in the continent or in different countries in the African um, continent. But for Nigeria, for example, in comparison to the global figure, about 9% of the seafarers are women. And so I think we think that obviously this, this topic is a very important one to talk about. And we have an amazing person to speak to us about it because she's not only a woman, or she is a captain, therefore she has a lot to say in terms of her expertise and her lived experiences. And at this juncture, I would like to ask the first question to Captain Lundy, which is, what are the barriers or challenges to women's meaningful participation in the maritime sector in Africa? Thank you so much.
2: Mm, mm. Thank you so much, Dr. Ife. Um, I appreciate that question. Actually, um, a, a well-researched background. Also, ladies, uh, thanks for that. Um, I think that the barriers uh, in the maritime sector stopping, or rather, uh, delaying the, the 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 increase in percentage for women in participation, it's it's it's. Firstly, it just it lies on the historical gender stereotype if you if you imagine a typical family back in the 60s for instance a husband would leave their kids to go to work uh, maybe in the mines maybe as a truck driver or a seafarer so i I find that it's it 's been a man 's world for the longest time, and that's that 's usually what I have found to be a, a, a challenge and Unfortunately, some of us women are still not open to facing that as a as a, as a as a challenge you know as seafarers, uh, we have to be away for so long we have to be on the ships for five months, four months, three and a half months, you know, and leaving our families behind, which uh, is usually not normal for women to do. So you'd often find people going, way who do I leave my children with or my husband would never agree to such or what about my boyfriend uh what about my parents I would never leave my granny so such things are still um you know very much underlying to to the response we're getting for women participation so I think it lies there it's the uh, it's very much still historically gated and I think um The second challenge is based on just utter gender discrimination by by companies. And at some stage, I personally used to sort of understand because I, I got to witness how tiresome it must be for a recruiter to get females on board only to last for one contract, you know, we fall pregnant and then you have to be gone on maybe for maternity leave, you know, and often sometimes on board the activities you get forced to, You know, be booked off sick when it's your menstrual uh, uh, cycle, you know. So such things I got to witness and thought to myself, you know what, maybe it's not really a woman's world until with time I realized that male seafarers are just as tiresome to manage, you know, Uh, particularly when it comes to to mental issues, you know, the drug usage, illegal drug smuggling, sexual abuse, and uh, most commonly assault. So it, it, it can be just tiresome. And I, I think moving on to, to corporates, I've observed that slowly we are seeing the shift in uh, the female professional, professionals in the maritime sector. They are, as much as there's still scarce seats that are being filled. But after the IMO uh, uh, 2018 theme on, I am on board with gender equality, the boardrooms are slowly getting gender balanced, you know. And as female seafarers transition from, from the seaside to the shoreside, I see positions mostly getting filled in the corporate seats. So it's a, it's a, it's a combination of things on different uh, kinds of people and different aspects of life uh, that, that is still hindering uh, the, the participation of females in the sector.
1: That is... Absolutely interesting. That is very intriguing as well, um, like as you, as you highlighted the, diff, the difficult, the, the different challenges actually, um, and I was wondering how could these challenges be actually addressed?
2: Mm. How do you address these challenges? Yes. I find that definitely uh, we still need more advocacy. We, we, we've seen the shift from the IMO since since 2018. But we most certainly still need to hold more companies accountable. To see the shift, private companies or public companies must still be held accountable for their annual employment statistics. You know, I recently spoke um, at another conference challenging the shipping companies to have an all-female crew voyage, you know, to to, to have more of these female crew voyages. And I think that alone will answer uh, a a great deal to show that they actually are working on balancing the numbers. So for now, if a company cannot even fill all-female crew with just one ship in their fleet, then there's a lot to question there. Are we really holding companies accountable for this gender uh, 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 balance that we're seeking for? Is the IMO even holding companies accountable for the statistics of these numbers? So I think we should be intentional in in, in holding companies accountable. And I think the easiest would be to advocate for all female crew voyages.
0: Hmm. That is really an impressive um, response. And it's actually also, very great to see that you're working the talk in terms of the way you're working to ensure that things are done differently and that women more women are encouraged to work in the maritime sector or at least the environment is made more conducive for women so i guess the next thing is in the context of the african continent are there examples of african countries that are doing great and are championing women's involvement in the sector
2: Mm, mm. Well, I'm from South Africa, <laughs> and for me, as a maritime advocate in my space, yeah, I realized that in every I moved from seafaring to corporate, and now as a businesswoman, in uh, you know, and I, I I noticed that there's a lot of firsts, and there's uh, 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 too many firsts that are not multiplying per se. You know, first remain first, and mm. it, it takes a while to replace not being last. And that's what I was emphasizing on my third talk, to just be first, celebrate it, but ensure that you're not the last, you know. So uh, in South Africa, uh, I mean, particularly in in terms of diversity and and, and inclusion, I've witnessed firsthand in my country, uh, uh, National Ports Authority, our national What Authority comes highest for me in terms of the female seats that are actually being filled at group executive levels and at captain levels. Uh, It's been tremendous. It's been beautiful to to witness Um, internationally. And I know we're looking into the uh, uh, African aspect here, but internationally, my observation has been with celebrity cruisers, Captain Cates. Oh. oh, Captain Cates has done amazing with all-female crew uh, uh, officers. It's been interesting to watch. I mean, even through social media, it's just, you know, really interesting to watch. So I, I think I can speak on those that I've, I, I, I can attest to firsthand that I've witnessed.
1: That's, um, that's really, am I, am I mute? no, <laughs> sorry about that. So that's really great. Um, I really appreciate the perspective that you're given in terms of like uh, South Africa in particular. Um, and I was wondering whether there are any examples of other uh, African countries that, or even countries beyond Africa that are doing great at championing women's involvement in the sector and, uh, and what basically uh, are they doing differently?
2: I mean, if you look at the i mean our our i can say our mother <laughs> um, all these associations i mean endorsed by the i m o the u n the a u um, you would you would see a great shift in 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 the whole holistic view within the maritime within the maritime sector. In supporting associations, female-driven associations, we have WISTA, we have WIMA, we have women seafarers, female seafarers. Um, she, um, there's there's seafarers, or oh, uh, there's women at sea. There's, or oh, you name them. <laughs> there's a lot of these associations that are being advocated now on 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 social media. You know, and it's 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 quite interesting to witness also that. They all come from various countries and they come from various regions within the maritime sector. So it's hard to pinpoint really, but I think that surely the support is is, is visible. Um, It's just that we need tangible change now in the percentage, in the statistics, holistically uh, within the sector so we can see the, 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 the curve rising. Uh, from the two percent which i don 't think has moved much, um, but then again, lockdown happened, and the pandemic hits so it 's hard to even find statistics of anything at this stage but yes, um, yeah, advocating for females in on social media through these associations has 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 quite uh, been interesting to observe.
0: Okay, um, thank you so much for that really um, great response. And I like the fact that I guess Dihia found a way to rephrase the question, and it was a lot clearer than, than the way I did ask it. So I guess the next thing we'd like to know is in line with your response, is what must our government, what must African government, what must coastal states in the African continent and stakeholders do differently to draw more women to the industry?
2: Ah. Governments and stakeholders. (laughs) Hey, I love that question. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the elephant in the room has been now with, after advocating, after maritime awareness, where do we place these kids? Particularly since Africa lacks ship ownership, lacks so much tonnage. It's been quite a puzzling and elephant in, in almost every conference room that I've attended or rather facilitated. Um, uh, yeah, and I think that zooming into that for Africa would be to look into owning our own tonnage, thus being able to get uh, a much larger ship ownership. Uh, but what comes into mind right now is the issue of sexual harassment, Uh that is pushing kids away, really. Uh, I mean, the abuse has escalated tremendously on board ships. And it's time we take more seriously the criminalization of of this act without fear of losing employees. Uh You know, there's not much qualified seafarers. There's not much, and it's so hard for recruiters to get uh, well-experienced seafarers. And so often, sexual abuse uh, offenses are swept under the carpet. You get like a written warning or a verbal warning, you know, some don't even leave the ship itself. It just ends within the ship. You know, we have a lot of cadets now having to leave the industry very early because of this. And I think as recruiters get these female cadets coming through into our space only to to, to, to get such experience hmm. and never coming back again. These recruiters too would think that our female uh, uh, students are not serious, but these recruiters don't know how these kids are being treated. You know, yeah. it's heartbreaking to see a child coming, this, um, this is what I had to go through and this is what happened. And, you know, A, B and C and... Uh, I, I was told not to say anything, and I reported it and nothing was done. I'm still attending this, and it's been a year. so the criminalization of this act without fear of losing these employees will mean a great deal and I hope that governments and and the and executives can zoom into this more if they are if they really want to drive the numbers uh The second thing I would say uh to the stakeholder to the stakeholders as much as uh, 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 the greatest uh, uh, idea around this oceans economy is born from, from money-making potential within the sector. The oceans economy is said to be just, you know, a cash cow. And so every investor is looking into that, is looking into, into, the, sector, into the sector. I think that it's the investor's responsibility to look into gender statistics before they can put down their dollar you know and this i think will be able to shook a few companies a had you know don't just invest we are governed by the imo and the imo is for gender and diver- gender uh, uh, diversity and inclusion so before you put down the dollar does the company even comply to what the the imo is pushing get those stats and you, uh, you, your dollars worth will mean more than just a return on, inverse, on investment. Um, I think maybe lastly, um, um, as we continue, I guess, with the draft of the African uh, continent of free trade, I think we need to make appealing the diversity that the maritime sector has to offer. I speak on seafaring, but I've, I'm, I've, I've also been incorporated and now I'm in in the business of maritime and we need to zoom into the diversity of seafaring because uh, 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 most people when they hear maritime they think the ocean and immediately run away. It's a fact that black people don't love the ocean that much. It Mm -hmm. doesn't come natural for a black man to say the ocean I can jump in the ocean and swim my way out you know It doesn't come that natural so we 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 have to think of how we can diversify or rather make appealing the diversity of the sector and not just seafaring alone but we are talking again tonnage if we're talking tonnage here without making seafaring only about maritime we're talking tonnage we're talking about african produced tonnage we're talking about the potential of African-produced goods that can fit into the whole value chain within the maritime sector as we advocate for the African continental of free trade. And if we look at that, then we can be able to see that mama in the farm, mm. you know, making her potatoes. We can view that mama who can drive a truck. We can see that mama in the container terminal or in, the, in, in, a, in a port authority terminal. We can see that truck or, or, or rail driver, you know, and make appealing the whole value chain be, before we can even get to, to the ship, you know. And I, I think that uh, we need to make more appealing this term maritime. Wow. without uh, uh, putting so much the ocean as the front line, because that is what confuses most females in the space. And that is usually what is off-putting uh, when it comes to the space. So a woman would rather drive a truck. A woman would rather uh, uh, be in, in agriculture and, and, uh, rather than being within the space of maritime. You know, I mean, we look into maritime business. Look at this. Hospitality. If you have a b and you can have your seafarer staying at that B&B, right? Uh-huh. Right. Hmm. If you have a, a, a truck as a female, you can drive goods around, right? Right. Yeah. If you have a security company, you can offer Stevie Doring or ISPS security uh, 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 services, right? Absolutely. Uh-huh. If you have a, 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 a crew transporting company, you're a taxi, you drive a taxi or whatever. You can transport the crew to the airport. It's so vast. And these are low-hanging fruits that are hardly even made appealing, yet they still feed into the maritime value chain. So I think that governments and stakeholders need to look further and maybe zoom into uh, 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 this much more to make it appealing to, to the females out there. Oh. That
1: is absolutely, I really... Uh, was amazed listening you talk about that Um, and I was wondering actually um, what would be a a follow-up to that question and your answer what would be final words what would be your final words uh, or that you would have for the younger version of those females uh, the African girl child
2: oh my word oh
1: (laughs) the African girl child ah
2: I love this question so much. I love the youth so much. I think, <laughs> I think it's also because I'm also petite. So when I'm with the youth, I just belong. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I was, I was also quite fortunate to 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 get an opportunity uh, to do a TED Talk. Uh, my TED Talk is called Encars Away, No Rest for the First, because uh, as I mentioned, we are celebrated as first, first this, first, this as females in the sector because there's not much females. So everything you do and touch, you, you're the first to touch it <laughs> as a female. So wow. so easily, easily we can get caught up in the hype and the noise, you know, of of, of of being first. And you know, as Africans, we still celebrate first so much because we not only are happy to get a Black person in this space. But if it's a female, then it's even a cherry on top. So that can just go forever. So mine was to make sure that on my TED Talk, while we celebrate being first, we make sure that we are not the last. So I, I love the youth. And uh, um, this gave back to my foundation, the Global Maritime Youth. And the intention, or rather what we do, we cultivate pure, pure love for the ocean through this. Um, And I also have a kid's book called No Landless Secrets. So the idea here, I come from a township and I didn't have a swimming pool at my house. I didn't have a swimming pool in my school. I I only visited the beach maybe once or three times or maybe four times a year. Mm -hmm. And it would just be on the shore. Nothing was appealing to me. About the ocean. And so it's hard for a child to see what I've seen leading up to being a captain, leading up to sitting in the boards that I sit in now in associations and advocating. It's very hard. Yet, when the child sees me in uniform, Captain Londin, they Mm. sort of want to be like Sis Londi. You know, they come and be like, Sis Londi, I want to be like you. And then immediately I mention. Um, I work on the ocean, you know? And immediately when I when I, I have to be away from my parents and my family for five months, it doesn't sound that appealing. Wow. But sh- if things like these keep happening, we're going to have more and more decline from an early age of these African children not relating to the ocean. So my global maritime youth is cultivating this pure love. Uh, no a Secret, my book, is for three-year-olds. Mm. up until up until the age of seven and we're just simply talking a child that used to love the water and met a black mermaid because that's what kids call me they are black mermaid and met a black mermaid while she was swimming who taught her everything about the ocean you know and the second series will just keep building up and building up and building up but what I want to see is the stereotype of a black man can't swim the stereotype of a black child cannot be associated with the ocean the of a, any girl child belonging in the kitchen you know uh, 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 for me the sky is the limit i'm that catalyst to that young to that child and i want to see that child multiplying to whatever she aspires to be in the maritime sector. And that's, that's basically why, why, what I'm advocating for. That's what made me leave work. <laughs> that's what made me leave work because as I was sitting on the nine to five, I realized I, I am not making that much change while I'm sitting here chasing the clock. And because I am the first in my sector it 's my obligation wow. to multiply, so I had to leave work and and enter into the maritime business and and, and, and start my foundation so I can really see the the, 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 the ripple effect of being first in the in the in the sector and I, I wish to see this in fact, I do see it with most of my sisters that are in the sector you know holding this young girl 's uh, child 's hand. and and wanting to see them succeed. The only problem though, is that sometimes our hands are cut short. Hmm. Because when I talk about a man sexually abusing a a, a 22 year old cadet (sighs) on the ship, then it takes away my hard work of meeting that child when she was still five and cultivating her and making her aware that this also belongs to us. And then when she gets there, she's out of my face, she's out of my hands, and it's out of my control. So it, it, it has to balance. I want an African child to know that as much as we continue to advocate for land reclo- for our land reclamation, we need to also know that the ocean also belongs to us.
1: Oh. That um, is very inspiring.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A very good way to actually end. And what, in terms of whilst we're thinking about land reformation and sort of bringing the relationship between the green and the blue that the ocean also belongs to us and and thank you so very much for an inspiring inspiring talk around um how we can actually make um the maritime more inclusive and and hopefully we're hoping that our audience our government and and the stakeholders are listening and they would be able to take necessary action to to make things better. Thank you so much, oh, Captain London. I can't
1: believe we've done. I can't believe it's over. <laughs> <laughs> this is really amazing. Um, I'm really appreciative of this. Hopefully, uh, there will be also a change in culture, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, thank you so much for answering the oh. questions with that open heart. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you so, so much, ladies. I really appreciate the invitation and hope we can meet again
1: soon.
0: Yeah. um, Thank you so much, Landy. And thanks so much to our listeners and, and take care.
1: Thank you.